Clever Jones, sometimes they call me K.M. Paying for all of my debts with these verses I'm laying. Merciful how I don't just send the world in some mayhem. Cause I got that kind of power, if you know what I'm saying. Most people, before they go to sleep, they kneeling and praying. Instead, I scribble up with pens playing with words so the Sandman come on. Instant Web Celeb is here to help small business owners and entrepreneurs grow their online social following and garner more traffic and engagement to their accounts. Whether you're an entrepreneur, run an online blog, or simply want to grow your profile, we will market your social media account and help you build your online presence by gaining you more followers and likes on all social media sites. Visit instantwebceleb.com today to see instant growth to your social media profile and use coupon code WEBCELEB celeb for a 10% discount. Become the next instant web celeb now. Instantwebceleb.com. Welcome guys to this week's episode of the Level X podcast. As always, this is your host, Young David. And my name is Jesus. And I have my brother Jesus here with me. Guys, we have an action-packed, a knowledge-filled episode. I'm excited to um, talk about my articles. What about you, Jesus? Yeah, I'm excited too, man. Now, this week, as you guys know, if you guys have been keeping up with uh, David, I'm just playing. If you guys have been keeping up with our podcast, you guys know that, unfortunately, I am reading this long, long, long book. So, I can't talk about books, man. I'm not going to be able to talk about books for at least the next two episodes. But I am reading my book. It is um, an epic poem, so it's not... It's not necessarily a self-help book. It's not necessarily a knowledge-filled book. But it is definitely entertaining. Um, it is historical, so I like it. Like it. Um, so I'm not going to be talking about a book this week, but I am going to be talking about an article, a very, very cool article, which I will talk about a little bit later today. But we do have Jesus talking about one of his books that he did actually read this week. Um, can you let us know, man? So I am going to be talking about a book by Peter Thiel, co-founder of PayPal and now a large investor in startup businesses out in Silicon Valley. His book that he wrote a couple of years ago titled Zero to One, not Zero to a Hundred for all you Drake fans out there, Zero to One. So let's get right down to it, man. Well, at least the way I'm going to break down this review is I'm going to give an overall layout as to what the book is about. And then for this book specifically, I'm going to give the top three topics that it touched on that I found very insightful. And I think it'll be helpful to you listeners out there who are, you know, in the process of possibly creating your own startup or have a small business that you're currently working on. This book will be very, very, very interesting for you guys today. So let's get right on to it, man. Zero to one. What is the book about? The title significant in that it's essentially how you build a business monopoly if you guys aren't aware of what like a monopoly is if you guys didn't have econ in high school or something Mm -hmm. it's pretty much a business that dominates an entire market i think it's like it dominates 80 or 90 percent of a single market okay so microsoft their software they say they're saying right now that google's a monopoly on the search engine game because google does dominate a majority of the search engine Mm-hmm. searches in today's market just big company leaders like that that's what a monopoly is and peter Thiel, interestingly enough is in this book giving you the steps on how to build your own monopoly so it's it's very 
very cool guys this book just off the bat amazing so it's definitely for entrepreneurs who want to build a startup and definitely for people who already have a startup how you can take your startup to the next level so I found this so interesting this book is because last week I actually discussed a book called the lean startup which was also about startups coincidentally but this book actually mentions my last book which was just crazy because they're so they're like polar opposites mm -hmm. but they deal with the same subject matter so well, I was actually gonna tell you that that it's crazy how you I don't know if you did that on purpose I didn't, man. selecting the books but I think you did uh, <laughs> you know um, but it looks like they're touching on the same similar topics so I was actually gonna ask you what was your rating on this book and did you like it as much as the previous book I liked it much much more than my previous book I think last week I rated it a 7.6 if I'm not mistaken I should have rated it a 7 because compared to this book, it makes it look less insightful than I thought it was last week. But anyways, just this book, I actually, I'm a little perplexed about what rating I want to give it because originally I wanted to say it was like an 8.3, but reading over my notes and how much knowledge I actually got from this book, I, I think I have to bump it up to an 8.5. But of course... It's going to be different to everybody. That's just my opinion as to where I am right now in my current situation business-wise. I definitely felt that this book was very helpful to me. So that's why I always recommend you read the books we talk to you about, man, because you might think it's worse than we thought, and you can definitely tell us that. You can hit us up on our Twitter account, Level X Podcast, or email us your thoughts on the book if you read it. And if you actually think it's better than I thought, we also want to hear from you. But regardless, the book like last week's book, also talks about innovation, how you can continue to innovate within your own business. And this book specifically wants you to think big. Like I said, it's teaching you how to build a monopoly. So it also touches on the subject of building a better future for everyone. And really, that's what Peter Thiel wants you to aim for. And he wants you to do this through technology. So he brings up a bunch of technology businesses up here. Like, like I said, he already brought up Microsoft. He talks about Elon Musk's SpaceX. He talks about Steve Jobs. He brings up all these famous entrepreneurs, and it's just awesome because he goes into their history and how they built their businesses, and it's just amazing. But like I said, the three main subjects that I want to cover today from this book, what are those? Well, I'm going to go first. Well, obviously, the first big business lesson is that if you want to create and capture lasting value, don't build an undifferentiated commodity business. Now, what does he mean by this? Well, Peter Thiel is a b big believer of competition is not the way to go. And if you want to build a successful business, you got to separate yourself from the rest of the market by bringing in something new, something new, something different, something that that only you can provide, whether that be a service or a product. It has to be different than what everyone else is doing. And that's how you build success. Like I said, he's not a big believer in competition. He believes that competition offers a lack of profits and that through competition, it actually doesn't really allow you to innovate. And that's because when you're competing with so many other people in the market, you got to think of it like a like an ocean or something like that, man. You're a shark, but there's so many other sharks out there fighting for the fish that you're going to have to pretty much fight everyone else to survive. And... If you haven't gotten my metaphor, survival is basically just making money. You're fighting everyone else for 
the customer's money. So you're just in survival mode. You're not really thinking about, you can't even really do any big changes or take any bold risks because if it doesn't pay off, then you're screwed. And he goes into how competition was reinforced since we were young, since we started school. And that's just a whole topic on its own. So I definitely recommend you read it because that chapter is so fascinating. But that was a great big tip for me personally, just knowing that if you want to go ahead and take your business towards success, you got to differentiate yourself from everyone else. Now, the second big lesson here, every monopoly dominates a large share of its market. Therefore, every startup should start with a very small market. Basically, when you're starting off, you should definitely target a niche market. Start off small, start off in a small segment. And then after that, well, I'll read it from Peter Thiel's words. He says, once you create and dominate a niche market, then you should gradually expand into related and slightly broader markets. The most successful companies make the core progression to first dominate a specific niche and then scale to adjacent markets, a part of their founding narrative. He brought up the example of Amazon for this. He says how Amazon first started off selling books online. So that was a niche market, just books. No one else was selling books online like that. And what he did is that he basically offered the books. He put them up on the website, but when someone ordered, he just hit up his local bookstore or anyone that was selling that book at the time, bought it from them, and then sent that to the customer. So he was smart for that, but also he started off small. He didn't go and say, well, I'm going to create Amazon and I'm going to sell everything. He started off with a small market, and from there on, he grew. And instead of growing upwards, which would be Jeff Bezos saying, well, I'm going to become the top bookseller in the in the game or whatever, which he could have done, he instead said, well, instead of growing upwards, I'm going to grow outwards, which was he started selling other products. So you're probably familiar with Amazon, so now he sells all kinds of products. So he expanded that way, and now Amazon, obviously, you guys know, super successful. So... Moving on from that, that's how that's what the second big lesson is of today that you got to start off small and then expand from there. Obviously Peter Thiel goes further in depth, so I definitely recommend you read the book to get more insight because I don't have enough time to cover it all, but it's it's very cool guys. And then lastly, the third big lesson that I got from this book was the most contentious question in business is whether success comes from luck or skill. If you guys have been following us for the past, I don't know, several episodes of the Level X podcast, you might remember a book I talked about called Outliers from Malcolm Gladwell. Basically, what Malcolm Gladwell was talking about in Outliers is that whether you like it or not, a lot of the time success stems from luck. A lot of the times it, it stems from what year you were born to the opportunities that you were born into, pretty much. He goes, just for an example, he says how Bill Gates was born into a wealthy family that's how he was able to pretty much fund his passion for computers so a lot of the times our own success isn't up to us it's up to kind of our surroundings now that was powerful stuff because i've never read anything like that and it was a it was kind of a huge book because i was like oh well, shit i'm not even in control of my own life like maybe i won't be successful because i wasn't thrust into the right opportunities yeah but peter Thiel in this part of the book he basically pretty much says and i love this line if you believe your life is mainly a matter of chance why read this book learning about startups is worthless if you're just reading stories about people who won the lottery so that's perfect man because if you really believe that you know your success is a matter of chance 
then what's the point of even trying if it's all about, oh, getting a lucky break or something like that, man? And he says that, well, actually, he didn't say it, but he quoted someone that says, and I actually retweeted or posted this on the Level X Twitter account, victory awaits him who has everything in order. Luck, people call it. So it's all about whether, in my opinion, this was resounding to me because it's all about whether you believe in yourself enough and whether you believe that your plan will work out. And it's not even about believing it, but implementing it, that you really got to have an end game in sight and you really got to go for it because, yeah, yeah, you know, I do believe in lucky breaks that, oh, sometimes shit, everything just works out in your favor, but you got to really be able to put yourself in those positions, man, and you got to really believe that you're heading down the right path and making all the right moves that life is in your own hands. That's what I truly believe that life is in your own hands and you can direct it any way you want to as long as you put enough work in. But anyways, that was those were the three big lessons. Definitely read Peter Thiel's book. Amazing, amazing. Just two more points that I want to just emphasize real quick is that Peter Thiel, um, in one of the parts, he says, be a relentless searcher. And that's that, you know, with all this technology, all, all this new information coming in every day, a lot of people might be discouraged saying, well, all the big businesses have been found. You know, you can't create another Facebook. You can't create another Amazon. But there's still secrets out there that are left to be found, man. And it's up to you to be the relentless searcher to go mm-hmm. search for those secrets. You you do have the any, any anyone has the potential to create the be- next big thing. It's all about whether you believe in yourself, and that's why we read these books, man, to inspire us and know that these great men they became great for a reason, man. Now they're just giving back to us so we can go out there and create the future ourselves, man. And then lastly, Peter T also talks about sales and. Uh, just i know maybe you guys aren't into sales but he goes over this just great point that says too many people believe that a great product will sell itself but it won't and then he goes into say how sales are (laughs) super super important that a great product will actually not sell itself that you got to go he basically he goes into how to basically sell your your own product or your own service and i think that's just cool any entrepreneur out there looking to increase their sales so definitely read peter Thiel's zero to one so much information so much knowledge very helpful uh thank you peter thank you peter and it sounds like a great great book um and i think that's what i draw distinction from your review man that it looks like he he, it feels like he kind of talks it he talks about starting up and 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 becoming, I guess you can say, the one, um, but from a broader perspective rather than from all a specific targeted um, viewpoint. And he yeah, he, really, he he goes over all kinds of subjects, and I like that he he touched over a lot of things, but he did go in depth onto everything, and it was just cool. And like I said, the title is Zero to One, so basically starting out from scratch all the way to building that monopoly or that big business. So it's cool. But... I, I rambled on for too long, man. What's your article? Because the fans are dying to know. Yeah, man. Um, So I was actually having really, really trouble, man. I had a, a bunch of just... Um, I was getting a little frustrated because I couldn't find an article, man. Um, Usually, I can find them when no... Um, problem, trouble. Yeah, no problem, no trouble. But this time, it was a little bit hard. 
Um, I don't know if it's because I'm a little choosy or a little bit picky with my articles, but you know, I want the best. I want the best for the viewers well, no one or for can the blame listeners. You for that, man. Um, but regardless, um, I did come across an article, and I actually read this article probably like two nights ago. And I know that you're aware, man. But if the listeners weren't aware, I recently invested into a new wardrobe, and you know, I'm barely getting into basically throwing out all my old clothes and then rejuvenating it into like a more mature more um manlier type of closet so then all all of my all of my articles that i kind of came across were all about for some odd reason they were all about like um style about the best suits to wear this summer the type of clothes you should be wearing this summer i don't know if that was just a sign for me to talk about the article that i read but then I was like, you know what? I think it's time. You know, we in the past have had a fashion slash pop culture type of channel before. So we kind of know a little bit about the fashion community, about a little bit about style community. So I was like, you know what? I think it's uh, an appropriate time right now that I'm investing into my own wardrobe. And I'm a little bit learning more about menswear that I talk to the guys about the importance of menswear and what that can do to you so it's just a little backstory my wardrobe or my entire closet right now is just filled with beat up sneakers just t-shirts and then jeans or skinny jeans that don't really fit me back before i got into like the entire self-development i started well i was into you can say streetwear if you guys don't know it's basically like loose clothing or like you can say like the fashion slash hip-hop slash um, streetwear yeah like clothing that resembles either Kanye uh, no either like the hip-hop slash rap community or even like um the fashion sense of like the europeans like the big fashion houses such as you know i don't know probably louis vuitton or mason marston margella or you know just just different fashion houses so my so back then you know when i was younger um or, you know it was just like a year ago but back then all i was wearing was you know skinny jeans that fit me okay but they were too long because i wanted them to have like little stacks you can say or my shirts were a little bit too big and they were just all t-shirts and then i had like sneakers that i thought were cool um it was just horrible man just looking back at it but i think that's you know that's everyone you know you look back as back at how you used to dress and you kind of laugh at yourself you know it's kind of funny um but i know that in most cases guys don't really have a good fashion sense because a lot of guys especially in modern times or even older times or the at least the generation that i come from we didn't really have or i didn't really have like someone to look up to when it came to how to dress as a guy you know we always we did have older sisters but obviously they were they had different types of fashion sense so they couldn't really teach us how to dress or um, what type of haircut to get so we were missing that older brother type of role model so then but i have always had this you know small passion for for men for menswear or for like style um, and I don't know what it was, but I just always liked clothes. So then I think this year or even starting a little bit late last year, I started 
getting more into menswear because I always liked that look. You know, I always liked that, especially because I also used to watch Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Um, what other have you? Do you know any other shows that have that type of um, clothes of menswear? No, but obviously, you know, you see it in movies that that we watch, especially they're always kind of dressed. That right, God, what's that? Yeah. The, oh, uh, stupid crazy love. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. If you guys thought, well, we'll probably post like a video of the best scenes of Ryan Gosling yeah, in yeah, that. Yeah. True, we'll, true. Post, we'll, we that we'll post it on our Level X podcast Twitter account. You know, it wouldn't be a Level X podcast yeah, without have, that. You know, without shameless least, plug. Yeah, without at, at least six plugins for our Twitter account. <laughs> so, anyways, so then I always liked that, you know, but I always knew that. Obviously, you had to have money to invest into that wardrobe. So then this year, I decided, you know what? I'm almost graduating. I kind of want to invest into my clothes, and I want to actually start dressing how I want to dress like in the future. Because I think that's – I ran across a great quote or someone saying that a lot of people, usually they know how they see themselves in the future. They know that how they want to be. But then they're like, well – I can't be that person because I don't have the money or I can't be that person just yet because they just make an excuse. So they kind of limit themselves from being that person that they always know they can be. And I forgot, I think it was actually RSD Max. I think it was him. But the reality is that you can actually start right now being the person that you envision yourself being. You know, if that person is, um, I don't know, has characteristics such as like, um, James Bond like there's no rule saying that you can't start right now acting kind of like similar to James Bond you know where you you have this gentleman vibe to you like there's no rules to this game of life so you can actually start right now being like the person you know you can be being so then after that I was like you know what I can actually start being or at least doing things or doing action or putting in the work to at least be a little bit like the person I'm being. So then that's why I started investing into my more clothes that resembles the person that I want to be. Um, but with all that said, I was just rambling on. I do apologize. But the article, this article is called How Your Clothes Can Change Your Psychology by Well Built Style. Man, if you guys don't follow this guy on Twitter, I think it's a group of guys or it's just one guy. But amazing, amazing individual. One of the definitely one of my highest recommendations if you guys do have a Twitter to follow them. They're amazing. Their blog is amazing as well. And they talk about all the way from like mentality to style. And that's I think that's one of the their niche niches. Um one of like you were talking about your book is that you gotta find your niche. So that's their niche, you know, besides mentality, they do focus more on menswear and what basically wardrobe can do for you and basically to sum this all up is that the way you dress actually can change the way you think and you've all seen it before man that's why kind of when when you go get a haircut and you step right out you know right out or you once they're done the barber's done getting uh, with your haircut you look at yourself and you know you feel this sense of man i look great you know you get this sense of arrogance a little bit and that's just the the same thing with with clothes. I've read the art of self discipline. I think it's called. I think we read it before. The discipline book. The self discipline. Oh, no excuses. Yeah, no excuses. I think it talks about there. Um, it talks about a little bit like act. Um, dress your part. So, 
I, there's a little small chapter on there about how to get like a promotion or how to advance in your company. And then it talks about how if you start dressing up and you start putting more effort into the way you look, your manager or your supervisor or whatever is going to notice you above your other coworkers. And that's just the power of wardrobe, man. Other people perceive you as either more intelligent if you know how to dress a lot of girls the opposite sex can see you as more attractive you come out as more respectable more mature so has these big upsides and what well-built style says about wardrobe is that a lot of guys they basically don't see a return on investment by investing into their wardrobe a lot of guys are like well that's just wasting money on clothes but a lot of people don't know that clothes actually has or gives you superpowers you know not only do you feel great, but you start actually acting the way you see yourself. And if you're always in a suit per se, you're going to start looking at yourself as more respectable, more mature. And that you you push that energy outwards to the people that, you know, the people that you interact with. So I just wanted to say that, you know, I think wardrobe is a major, major key besides, you know, looking good. Uh, that's just something that you guys should definitely be investing in. You guys don't have to be buying like expensive clothes or whatever, but you guys should be buying like staple pieces. And there's a lot of big articles out there on what are staple pieces. I'll probably link you guys on our Twitter account, but I just wanted to say that that if you guys want to get into the self-help or whatever or start looking great, besides going to the gym, besides learning about seduction or whatever, or learning about business i think investing into your wardrobe is definitely top five top ten at least beside um between those areas but definitely invest into your wardrobe um i know my all of my pieces are going to be coming in soon but i'm gonna have to get them tailored and then after that i'll let you guys know as to what type of differences i see when i go out um but that's for a later podcast i just wanted to say that um besides that jesus um, what else do you have in store for us? Just quickly, I, I def- definitely enjoy your take on that, man, because I was thinking about how sometimes I go to the, like the grocery store and sandals and some basketball shorts, and I kind of, I don't know, I feel a little self-conscious, man. I'm like, damn, I look like crap. So it definitely does have some influence as to how you kind of perceive yourself. And even in me, I don't really have like a big fashion sense so a lot of times i am just like in basketball shorts so i don't know it i i definitely do because i have a suit man and when i bought that suit i felt pretty badass i'm not gonna lie and i remember you wearing it one week you know for that full week straight no well that's not that's that's just a blatant lie but i did wear it to the movie theaters which is cool people were staring at me i don't know that's a good thing but they were actually definitely noticing. that's not a bad thing. well they were noticing yeah that's not a bad thing well just to wrap things up man we actually do have the question of the night here for the podcast. Uh, now, this is a very, very simple, very, very simple question that, that a user asked. Um, now, the user did ask, Jesus, and this is for me and you, man. It says, what simple things can you do to save money? So, you know, this is where your knowledge comes in, man, because you, you're, you're a big time saver. You go to, you know, you go to different countries every year, but everyone wants to know um, what are simple things that he can do to save money. I'll let you take the floor as always. Tradition. I would tell you to uh, 
listen to David's advice that he's about to give you right now. That's my tip. So, David, come on, man. Okay, since you're going to ruin the tradition. I was, I was going to say, man, so first of all, you got to differentiate between your needs and your wants. That's first of all, man, because a lot of times it's like you just want to buy shit because you have your mind is telling you to buy shit. But in reality, you don't really need it. You know, um, it could probably be like the simplest thing. It could just be, I don't know, like a box of crayons for, per se, right? Maybe your little sister or maybe your girlfriend wants mm, some. Girlfriend? Girlfriend yeah, wants yeah. some like crayons or whatever. Let's just say you're out or even some chips, right? They're like a dollar or it, they, they get you with that 99 cents, but then you swipe your card and it's like 130 and like that's on a Monday night. Then on Wednesday comes, and then your girlfriend wants, or even you, you're craving some chips. Another one, you know, they get you with that ninety nine cents, and then again, it's at one thirty. So there you are. It's already at two sixty. Now I'm not saying two sixty is a lot of money, but if you keep doing that every single week, I don't know, like three, four times a week, that shit adds up, man. That's let's just say four, five five six dollars you know a week just spending on money there's like 52 weeks in a year so you times that times six you already you know past the past the double digits man i'm just saying that differentiate your need with your wants and a lot of people get hurt on a lot of people get hurt on the on the very least expensive shit so for example, like if you start buying shit that's like less than 10 bucks, you tell your mind, well, this shit's not expensive at all. It's less than five bucks. Ah, it's less than $10. I can afford this. So then you you tell yourself, well, I can afford this. And then you start buying like little tiny shit that you don't really need. And all that shit adds up. So as long as you watch what you spend, I think that's the number one thing that you can start saving money because... Like I always tell Susan, I always tell everyone, something that isn't measured, you can't improve on. Damn. Resounding advice right there, man. That resonated with me down to my heart, or where at least it should be. But I'll give you two pieces of advice, man. One, actually just piggybacking off of what David said, like you got to measure. Yeah, exactly. Like always, man. I'm telling you, because that's why I want you to go first, so I can just go ahead and elaborate on your premium advice. So the first thing I would recommend is that, like David said, measure what you spend. I know in my book, I think it's a willpower method. It said one of the willpower tests you can do on yourself, which, you know, killing two birds with one stone. Build your willpower, but also you get to write down what you spend on every single day. So get used to that habit, whether it's like open up the notepad on your phone or maybe open up your laptop computer and open up like a word document definitely measure everything you spend every single day it might be hard at first i know it was for me i tried it out for like a week and it was definitely challenging but through there you can measure where your finances are going really and then every week you can kind of look back and see oh well look this is what i spend on here and then even you could break it down further by saying this is what i spend on food this is what i spend on maybe like school items i don't know what you spend on dude so it's hard to really go into specifics but or do that you might be a girl my bad but anyways 
you know, I don't know what you spend on, but some of it, like David said, is not necessary, but some of it is. So going that leads into my second piece of advice. I know what killed me mostly, or what still constantly, and not, at least not as much anymore, but what killed me like in the past couple of months was spending money on fast food. And that's one of the key things you can invest on today, man. Learn how to cook because me and David, we, whether it's, you know, you can go out and spend like $8 on a meal out of like, I don't know, Burger King or something, or you can spend, I think we, I think it's like five bucks bucks. on chicken that can last you two to three days, man. So you know, well, if really, it's just him, it probably longer, man, because it lasts us two, three days, and it's just two of us. Yeah, because I think we go out to Walmart and we buy the ten-piece like little. Oh, about to say ten-piece chicken nuggets? No, 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 those do sound good though. See, um, see, it's hard. It, it might be hard at first when you're so accustomed to eating fast food because those chicken nuggets are pretty delicious, man. McDonald's McNuggets, but they're made out of pink slime. <laughs> okay, well, conspiracy theory. Um. So go to Walmart, buy that tent. I'm, it might take you a while to learn how to cook it or whatever, but just go outside and grill it, man. It doesn't take that long. And there's a meal for two to three days. That's your dinner. And it's not bad, man. Trust me, David makes some pretty bomb chicken. So that's just one tip right there. Cut back on the fast food. Cut back on eating out. If you're truly committed to saving money, which you know it's always good to measure yourself, Definitely invest into uh, some cooking tutorials on YouTube. But, yeah, the biggest piece of advice is definitely measure um, where your money goes. And then you can go ahead and see from there, like, what I could cut back on. So, good luck on your journey, man. I definitely I definitely uh, am, route and, uh, am uh, rooting for you. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man. Um, so, that wraps up this episode of the Level X Podcast. The key takeaways of today were... Number one, go check out um, From Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Um, two is invest into your wardrobe. Um, there, There is a huge return on investment there. And number three, measure what you spend in order for you to save more. Measure what you spend in order to improve. And that goes with anything in life. If you're able to measure it, you can improve it. So, hopefully, you guys like this episode of the Level X Podcast. As always, I am your host, David. My name is Jesus. And you can always follow us or you can always catch up with us on our Twitter account, Level X Podcast. Always tweeting the best of the best of the week and of the day. Um, Besides that, guys, we will see you guys next week. Peace.